Hey everyone, Red here. Before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that uh, we've had a lot of technical difficulties with this episode. Um, you'll hear at the beginning that we lose connection, uh, Rio and I lose connection, beginning. And later on, Rio actually, her garage band stops recording, so she loses her audio, and I'm talking to you guys in general. Uh, you'll know when it happens, I do make mention of it. Uh, but yeah, just wanted to give you guys a heads up that today's show is technical difficulties galore. So, uh, sit back and enjoy the ride. And with that, let's get on to the show. Anime Pulse, episode 483. I'm Red. And I'm Rio. And welcome back to another extremely delayed episode of Anime Pulse. My fault. Yes. Yeah, Rio's been sick. Again. Oops. Yep. At, uh, gotta look out for your well-being above all things, including the show. That's what uh, TC had to do. Yep. I mean, if it came down to it, then I would... Either say I'm taking a break or stepping down completely. But at the moment, I'm not going to say either of those things. Right. And even if that did happen, um, I just wouldn't know what I would do at that point because I'm not as invested in the forums. The site, as some may know, is undergoing some radical changes that all of a sudden, well, tall was just like, sites is basic now. Basic I site. love the new site. I think the site's nice. It's cleaned up. Um, I don't like the way it looks just like a simple RSS feed kind of site where it's just like, oh, yeah, it's, it'll be simpler for a lot of people because it's newer, it's cleaner, but there's no customization. There's no personalization about it. And I know yeah, it's going to take them time to do that, but you know, sites that want to do this kind of stuff think ahead of time and let other people know you know like maybe the hosts of the main show that we're gonna be changing the site but no they didn't not until it was basically sites up and we all went oh yeah and then they started asking like oh what should we do to improve the site you you didn't think about asking that before <laughs> you changed the site i get it you wanted to change the site it's kind of like the wiki you wanted to clean it up. You didn't need to just junk the old one and just say, like, all right, any suggestions? Oh, the wiki on got how junked? Yeah, the wiki's gone. 
Oh. Yeah. Wiki is never coming back. It got spammed to hell, and Welltall and I both have copies of the wiki, but uh, remaking that thing would just be impossible. So we are going to be using the site from now on, and if you want to find a review via the site, you will have to go and use the search box. Oh, wait. Do we even have a search box anymore still? Um, uh, let me see. Okay, we have the little, the little, um, uh, magnifying glass. You click on that and it opens up a search box. Still. Yeah. Kind of ridiculous. I mean... There's a cat trying to break into my room. I apologize. Uh, I don't mind the new look. I, I think it's kind of refreshing. But yeah, we could use a little bit more of anime pulse-ness. Yeah. I yep. guess. I, I agree with that. It's just, it's so plain Jane. Hi, are you there? Yep. You didn't uh, stop your recording, did you? Nope. Okay, good. I didn't stop mine either. Cool. Okay, then that means I can just get started on the thing again. So where were we? Um, uh, we hadn't gotten into our IRL news, but we should do that. Go ahead. Right. The site didn't just, or the Skype didn't just crash at all. No, not at all. No. So, right, IRL news. I think you went last time, so I'll go this time. Go right ahead. All right. Um, it's been a busy past couple weeks for me. I've just been doing work. Uh, had a little bit of confrontation at work recently where... Um, I don't know if I talked about this, about my little squabble with some higher-ups yeah, I had. Yeah, you did, and you said that it was being resolved and that they understood. And All right, right, okay. Um, there was something that happened after that, though, where... Last week on, uh, I think it was Thursday. It was Thursday. Thursday, um, my supervisor's supervisor named Greg had returned from, or had, it was here, basically. And um, he had recently uh, tipped a bike. So while he was driving, his motorcycle tipped over and it scraped up his side a bit. And so I guess he wasn't in a, a good mood because he explained later how he was in a bad mood at one of our bi-weekly meetings. And so he went on vacation after that. But this Thursday in particular, he had been um, hawking out my position where like he was just like vulturing the entire time at the mm -hmm. cubicle. And he just like was like always watching me. And you know, he's my supervisor's supervisor. He's not my supervisor. So he's not supposed to do this. This isn't his job. My supervisor's supposed to be doing this if she wanted to, which she doesn't because she knows I'm working. Anyways, we get two 15-minute breaks and a 30-minute break for lunch. I took my first 15-minute break, and I let my coworker in front of me know, whose name is Karen, that it is time for break. She gets up, and she goes for a walk. She comes back after 15 minutes and sits down, and I get started back on work again because I know, hey, break's over. Well, this time in particular, she had gone to the bathroom or the restroom or something like that. And so two minutes after break was supposed to end, Greg comes up to me and he's like, hey, you, break's over. 
put, th put that away and get back to work. Because I'm playing on my DS, so that's what I do during the breaks. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of bullshit that I quit Target because of. Because we had a bitch-ass HR bitch who just would not relent, or would not let up on the fact that we would walk from the back of the store to the front of the store. And technically, our break was supposed to start as soon as we left the back room. But she's always, she was a fucking cunt about it. I'm sorry. But this bitch had a stick up her ass the size of Texas. And she would nitpick at, like, every single second we overtook. So, like, we would get to the break room finally. And she would be like, all right, your break's already started as soon as you left the room. Walking from the back of Target to the front of Target takes about five minutes. You lose five minutes of your 15-minute break, which is bullshit. So I wouldn't start break for us until we got to the break room. And this, of course, led to a lot of yelling between us and HR to the point that I was just like, you know what, fuck it. You can deal with not having a new guy to, or you can have a guy to not train your new guys because I was like one of the last guys on the line. Mm -hmm. um, and you can deal with uh, deal with that. I'm I'm gone. And so they had to uh, get new supervisor at that point. And uh, I went back there recently. No one that I knew works there still. So, hooray! I'm working for the state, earning a living wage, and they're probably not. Suck it. <laughs> yeah. Karma bitch. Yeah, I feel pretty, pretty happy about that. Um, other than that, my dad's been gone on vacation, and I've been stuck at the house. Um, I could have gone on vacation with him, but I didn't want to spend my vacation time because I was going to go to Otakon. However... I'm not going to Otakon anymore. And with yes. that, I'll hand it over to Rio to explain <laughs> what happened and why I'm not going to Otakon. Well, so, I mean, you, you kind of know. I'll, I'll cut in every now and then with why I'm not going, but you can go ahead and explain what happened. Yeah, that's the only part of uh, my, RL, my IRL news that I'm going to even talk about because my life is kind of crazy right now and I don't feel like sharing it. So, yes, I'm going to Otakon, but this is a recent development that literally happened, I think, like, just uh, two days ago. Um, I've been kind of on the decline as far as emotional health goes, and so my dad was just like, you see, I don't know if I think you can do it on your own, not to mention this is a lot of money, I'm going to India, I just don't think it's a good idea. And so he said no. Um, and you told me that. And so yes. I was like, all right, well, I'll try to find a, a bunking mate. Because basically, for all you people out there, Ryu and I were going to be going to this and splitting the hotel room halvesies. And the hotel room is about $820-something, so it'd be about $413 per person. And this yep. is just for the hotel room. That's not for the convention or for food. And if any of you out there have gone to conventions before, you know that the convention center is usually where you want to spend the most amount of your money. Yes. Because it will be. Because there will be swag there you want to buy. There will be convention goodies. There will be, like, 
There will be CDs, figurines, anime and manga, and naughty doujins that you can't read because they're all in Japanese. But hey, they have pretty pictures in them still. It's still it's still jack off material, I guess. Oh, whoops! This is in After Dark. So, I didn't have anyone else who could go with me. I asked around my friends, and they all kind of were like, "Yeah, we don't have the money or the time to do it." So I am not going to Otakon anymore. I could go, and I can afford the hotel room, all eight hundred and something dollars of it, but that would leave me with like two hundred bucks to spend at the convention and food which 200 bucks is about enough for just food for the convention. Because, let me tell you, they like to jack up prices around the restaurants. Unless you're in cosplay and you just forget to eat. Because, let me tell you, there's something about being in cosplay, at least for me, where, like, this spell gets cast on you where you just kind of forget to eat for the whole day and you take off all your cosplay clothes and now you're just like, oh my god, I could eat a mountain. But... At least or it's you, a mountain that... Or you, like, just are one of those cleavage booby cosplay girls, and it's like, hey, look, I'm hungry, get me some food. And the guy's like, yes, boobies, mastrith, I will get you your food. Yes, so instead I'm going to be um, going to Otakon with a good friend of mine. Actually, you guys would all remember her if you listened to the AAC uh, con update um yes she was uh not suave assassin but uh i guess so i'm gonna be uh going to otakon with i guess and uh we may do an otakon update um at the end of it but um that's probably gonna be it yeah and for any of you out there who are maybe thinking like oh red i could go with you well, it's kind of too late. I've already told my old man that uh, he can go ahead and cancel the reservations, so he'll probably get to doing that when he gets back. Um, I'm gonna, I already spent some of my con funds on some statuettes, or some figurines. I got a nice Tharja Bootylicious figurine coming my way. Uh, I got a nice Kurumi from Day Day Live coming my way. Um, and a couple other ones, a gorgeous figurine and a, uh, literally that is the name, gorgeous figurine, and <laughs> a figurine from, um, they're like these mystery boxes you can buy at GameStop and they have... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's dumb. I don't like that they're mystery boxes. It's like, you should just show which characters you want to buy. Obviously, some characters got to be more appealing to some, like Harley Quinn in her various states of dress, or... Uh, the ninja chick, Katana. Or, in my case, the mystic chick, who I seem to have a strange boner for. Yeah. I guess so. Um, so, I guess the only... Is there anything else I really want to share? No, not particularly. So, I guess that brings us to real life... Uh, sorry, not real life. Um, news for the industry. Yes, our IRL news goes to industry news. Okie dokie. So again, it is my turn once more. And, well, as of late, I've also been donating blood. Um, yes. Yeah, I actually gave blood on Thursday. Uh, 
My favorite thing they love doing, pricking your finger. I absolutely love when they prick your finger. Um, yeah, that's my favorite part. It doesn't get me uh, nervous at all. Uh, but yeah, I've been donating blood. And, and if you know America's Red Cross, or the U.S.'s Red Cross, you know that they're not that great. They used to be cool. They had posters, they had t-shirts you could get, they had pins, they had like these cards you could scratch off and get cool prizes for. None of that anymore. You're lucky if you get some Oreos, because if everyone else has been donating, they ate all the damn Oreos because they're a bunch of fat bastards, and they should rather <laughs> have eaten the fucking pretzels. Save some Oreos for me, damn it. Well, Japan proves once again that they're better at most things, including donating blood. Starting August 12th, the Japanese Red Cross Society and the planners of Kamaket are accepting blood donations. Anyone donating 400 milliliters or 13.5 ounces of blood will get you a set of five exclusive posters. Uh, these posters are one from Berserk for its bloody action. Uh, nice. A Violet PlayStation Vita title, Rose and the Old Castle of Twilight. Okay. Uh, on the other hand, the cast of the PC game and anime uh, Waga Mama High Spec, and the mobile game Flower Night Girl, and the mascot character for the PC protection software PC Matic are part of the poster set just because they look cute. <laughs> 39 collectors, uh, collection centers nationwide are participating in the anime-themed blood drive, with a complete list of location available uh, online. So if you are in Japan and you want to get yourself some uh, posters in exchange for your blood, then you might want to check out the uh, check out cagent.net. That's c-agent.net. Yeah, hey, Ichigo, go donate your blood. <laughs> yes, get us these posters and... Wait, can he... Can he donate blood as a foreigner? I don't know. That seems like, like something that they would restrict. Yeah, there's a lot of weird things about like, oh, you're a foreigner? Mm, we don't want your blood. It's like, am, am I not human? I'm, so, I'm sorry? Well, also, gay people aren't human, so... Yeah. I, you, 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 you can't do... You technically can't donate blood, dude. Yeah, that's true. Also, you can't donate blood if you've had a tattoo recently. You can't donate blood if you've been visiting certain countries. Uh, you can't donate blood if you've taken pills and drugs and stuff like that, so it's not just the gays that are getting it. Hey, I can't, because I'm gay. Oh, well. Well, I mean, you've probably done the deeds. I, I haven't, and so being <laughs> pansexual, I still get the right to say, yeah, I can donate. Even yeah, though I, I would, guess you do. I would bone a cute guy. No, because I haven't boned anything yet. Except my hand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, moving on to more morbid news. There were rumors. Uh, I know you were saying that there were rumors about dead bodies being found through Pokemon Go. Well, one of them isn't a rumor. And this actually takes place pretty close to me. So, in Nashua, New Hampshire, 
um, a uh, man named Dominic was going around with his friends uh, collecting Pokemon Pokemon Go when um, he came across a dead body floating in the stream behind the uh, Holocaust Memorial. Hmm. Yep. So since then, police have investigated and they've ruled out any foul play. It's just apparently the guy, he died and he fell into the river. Okay. Still, this does leave a message like, you know, you should be careful and aware of your surroundings when you're playing Pokemon Go. Also, if you're playing Pokemon Go, don't fall for shady lures where it's like, oh, that dark alleyway over there has a lure. I'll just go willy-nilly over there. Yeah, please don't do that. You're going to get mugged or yeah, raped or, get mugged or, raped or something. Killed. Or worse, Hopefully both. not. Or expelled. Jesus. Expelled from, from Harry Potter's high school of magic. Because that's relevant. Well, you know, Hermione. Because they're, they're talking about like, we could be killed. And she's like, oh, worse, expelled. And then, <laughs> and then Ron's like, this girl oh. needs to get her priorities in, in, in order. I, 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 I don't, I don't like Harry Potter very much. Uh, like, let the, let the heavens rain down upon me for saying that. But, um, I'm not much of a Harry Potter person, so I didn't even get that reference. I'm sorry. Wingardium <laughs> Leviosa. Ronald Weasley. That's Leviosa. You've never seen that, uh, that, uh, little cartoon? Nope. You need to see that. You need to see that. After this is over, you need to go and watch Wingardium Leviosa on YouTube. It is okay. pretty, pretty amusing. There are two of them. There's Wingardium Leviosa and then there's Akium Ball. Go, Harry, you're the chosen oh, one. Oh, oh, those ones. Yeah, yeah, I think, um... God, who was it who showed it to me? Uh, I think it was one of my friends last year after uh, we watched the really awful, like... We we went to a horrifying fanfiction uh, panel, and Snape was the main character in two of them. Um, he fucked the Teletubby. It was horrifying. Uh, uh What? Yeah, he fucked a Teletubby. All right. That's, that's too <laughs> and much so, internet bleeding into the real life. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, they showed me those to cleanse my brain afterwards. I remember that now. Uh, sort of, because, you know, I was trying to cleanse my brain. All right. All right. Yeah. So uh, I think... Gonna, gonna be a pretty quick show this week. Uh, you know, I have a bit of a rant because you know, if we could, if we could review, like, give a rating to previews, oh, there'd be some, there'd be some crispy, crispiness. Yeah, yeah you, you, you didn't want to, you didn't want to hear my rant last night. Oh well, no, it's not that I didn't want to hear your rant. I knew you said you were gonna talk about stuff, so I was gonna hold it off for the show. You were, uh, you were talking about how you wish that we could rate previews, but we don't rate them. We just say our opinions of them. 
And well, if your opinion is like, it's like, oh, burn this. It's like, I do not want to watch it. Then, okay, that's great. But definitely don't say like, you know, don't give it a, like, this is a burn it. No. No. No, I, I, I will not say that. Or two episodes into an anime, and it's really not enough to give you a good idea of what's to come. No, I'll probably watch the rest of it only just because I want to suffer and then give it the proper rating it will deserve. Mmm. I call that the masochistic way. <laughs> I am a masochist. Well, welcome to the club. <laughs> I'm in a yonder days. What do you think I would be? Uh, an extreme masochist. Depends, because I'm a masochist that knows how to hold my ground. Or it's like, when you deal with the Yonder Day, you can't just be willy-nilly about it. You can't just cower, and you can't try to overpower. There's a certain... It's almost like playing a Hell Bullet game, like Toho, or something like that. Where you gotta dodge everything. Mm-hmm. That's dealing with a Yonder Day. It's like... like Pachu Knowledge? Is that her name? I think that's one of the Toho gals. Pachu Knowledge or whatever. She's the girl and like the the carries around the book and reads all the time and has a lot of erotic manga or, or doujin about her. Not that I've read them. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Not at all. But uh, yeah, she's in a lot of stuff. I like her character design the best. And uh... Yeah, it's just like dodging her glowing bullets that are coming towards you. That's dealing with the yonder day. You just gotta, you gotta duck and weave. You gotta learn how to anticipate when they're getting, their hand is reaching for that blade. And you also have to anticipate when they just need a good hug. Also, when to release that hug. And if if it's a male yonder day, do not upset them. You mean don't get their feathers in a rustle? Yeah, exactly. Don't don't rustle them feathers. <sighs> you, you you let me you let me do that. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> right. So reviews. Previews. Oh, previews. Right. Previews. <laughs> In a world where laughter was king. Uh, no in a world, Jack. What do you mean, no in a world? It's not that kind of movie. I wish. All right, go ahead. Right, so we're just doing uh, two uh, animes this week. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to start with Honda-kun. Okay. Which I found out literally minutes before starting this show... That it's a spin-off anime of another anime called Barakaman. Okay. And the plot of Barakaman is Seishu Honda is a pro calligrapher despite his young age. When he when the elderly curator of an exhibit criticizes his calligraphy for being too unoriginal, like a textbook, Seishu gets angry and punches the curator. Because of this, his father sends him off to retreat on Goto Island near Kyushu. There he meets the colorful villagers, interacts with them, and begins his own lifestyle. So it's, you know, comedy slice of life. And he interacts a lot with this six-year-old girl at the beginning, 
I guess she gets a year older, seven years in the uh, anime. And she hangs out with him a lot. However, in Honda-kun, how to explain this? So Honda-kun begins by picking up where the anime is talking about how it's getting an anime. Okay. If you can wrap your head around that. Basically, it's these four characters, um, kind of like a... Uh, mishmash different personalities you have a pretty boy character you have a normal uh, hutsu kind of character you have the nerdy glasses character and you have the yankee blonde hair character or you know like the Horoda, that kind of mm-hmm. character well they're part of the honda kun of uh, something force the honda kun i can't remember the something force but basically they're fans of honda and they just found out that there's an anime that's being made of the anime of this character. Is this advertising? And no, this is the beginning of the anime. And they even have a point where they call up um, uh, the uh, studio, the art studio, uh, which is uh, Doi Media. So... Doi Media, at one point they call up Doi Media and they show Doi Media as like the front of their their studio and they're trying to get like the first episode of the anime because they missed the live broadcast of it and they try to make their own version of what Honda-kun is and it's a very shitty anime that they make and it's very badly drawn and poorly voice acted and then they get the real anime and they put it in and that's where we begin watching the actual anime. Ah. Yes. And the actual anime is about a character named uh a character named Seishu Honda and his life in high school. Now Seishu Honda is respected by his male peers and admired by his female peers, but he is not good at reading situations. And so he thinks that people don't like him a lot. And he actually closes himself off in this uh, box at all times. He tries to ignore people. So he's autistic. Kind of. He's very good at calligraphy. Just like he is in uh, Barakamon. And, you know, girls are trying to confess to him. Guys want to be more like him and talk to him and hang out with him. Uh, And on his day at this high school, he is... Of course, confessed to by a girl, but he misunderstands it as a challenge. Oh. He gets an, a le- yeah, he gets like a letter in his his locker, and um, uh, it's this like high school uh, or the the classroom sweetheart, this little <clears throat> pink haired girl, and she wrote this letter to him and he kind of is like, oh, I, I don't know what I should do if, if it's a challenge, maybe. And he just like crumples it up and throws it away. And this other girl who kind of looks like a pop character, you know, like those yeah those uh, giant head characters, she shows up and um, she has like the little, uh, I believe her name was Meiko. Like Meiko's telling her not to bother Honda. Um, and she's like, she wrote that letter to you. What are you doing? Crumpling it up and throwing it away. And he uh, gets the uh, Mayco girl to tell him to meet her behind the gym after school. 
And so he starts to come up with like, oh, what am I going to do? I can't, I don't want to fight this girl. And like, he starts imagining all these different routes that he can take. And he's like, surrounded by girls and the relentless words will ravish my heart. Or am I going to be held up by these Yankees who will beat me up for hitting on their, or like for being too close to their girls, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he ends up deciding, oh, I'll write a letter to the big head girl um, and tell her uh, that I want to meet her behind the school ahead of time so that I can explain the situation. And she misunderstands it because she can't read his calligraphy because it's so exquisite, as she puts it, um, that she misrepresents it as a love letter. So she thinks he's in love with her and that, uh, you know, and she's like, oh, what do I do? My best friend's in love with him. And, and she confessed to him first, and I don't know how to handle this. But then... Uh, she realizes at lunch that day that her best friend is uh, a bit of a bitch because she she's like, why would you hang out with me? I'm not as cute as your other friends. And um, and she's like, oh, is that what you think? Oh, I, you know, uh, I'm I want to hang out with you because you're you're you make me feel at ease. And she's like, oh, Mako. And, and Mako's like, like, I don't want to be a stepping stool for girls cuter than me. And so the the big head girl is just like I can't let her have Honda Kun. <laughs> and the first episode ends with them going to or Honda going to uh confront the two girls who are behind the school gym after school. Okay. Well, uh so my first anime is called 90- Oh, and uh just we, you know, we do give our impressions. Oh so, yeah, sorry. Um, it was interesting. It was odd. Um, kind of funny. It has some funny moments. There's this one character who I don't know if we'll see more of. Her name is Eraser, and she was introduced during the part of that anime, the 15 minutes of the anime that actually weren't the anime. Mm-hmm. And she's like this. She's a delivery girl who has like this blank stare. And apparently the four guys at this, uh, including the Yankee guy, are very frightened by her. I guess she's like very, um, she is like not the leader of the club, but she likes Honda herself or something. And so there at one point they're like, if, if she found out that we didn't see the first episode when it aired, she'd erase us. <laughs> and so I don't know what it is, but her character is just like instantly struck home with me. It's like, Yes, I hope she'll erase me. That that was sexual innuendo, if you you couldn't tell. I know, I know. I do have a porn podcast. All right, well, that my my impression of it, it's it's interesting. I'll continue to watch it. It's a little amusing. It's out there. I'm a little disappointed that I found out now that it's a spin-off of another anime I've never seen before, so I probably am not going to get a lot of the jokes. Yeah, you might not. No. Alright, well, my first anime is called 91 Days, and if you've watched Bakano, then you're going to love this. Ooh. It takes place in, I guess, Italy, in a town called Lawless. Uh, You know, it's a fake name. But, um... Is it, uh... Let me guess. Is the town lawless? However, did you know? It's 
mafia uh, family. I have a sixth sense for these things. I'm, 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 I'm psychic. Are you really? Okay, mm. so um, it's the alcohol it gives me the psychic powers. <laughs> the the psychic is the one who doesn't believe in psychics. Uh, all a bunch of phonies. I can hear their minds a mile away. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this one takes place in Italy in a town called Lawless, and um, it starts off with it raining, and a bunch of old women are wa- washing their clothes, and they're just like, oh, the clothes are never going to dry in this rain. And um, a man... Uh, is walking up the stairs, and one of the old women calls to him. Is just like, "Oh, here, this, this. I think this is yours. It's for an Angelo." And he grabs it from her, and he's just like, walks back up the stairs, and they're just like, "He's kind of creepy." That's not very nice. Yeah, it wasn't very nice of him, but he's been through some shit. So no, I, I was saying that's not very nice of them. They don't know him. He just had a bad day. Had a bad day. <laughs> None of us know the lyrics, it's fine. Um, Had a bad day. Yes. So, uh, he opens up the letter, and it's got a picture of a little boy and a name. And I can't pronounce it, but it begins with a V, and it's Italian. <laughs> <laughs> That's... That's that really reduces it. Yes, yes, it does. But so then we'll, just, uh, we'll say Vincidi. Yeah. Vincidi. Um, <laughs> so the so then we get a flashback, and the flashback begins with a title screen, and it's called "The Night of the Murder." So obviously, we know that somebody's gonna get murdered tonight. I and if it's a little boy. <laughs> So it's the night of Angelo's birthday, and Angelo is the guy that we saw in the beginning with the dark hair and kind of like uh, bright eyes. And uh, he has one of his friends over uh, who seems to be very poor. His mother is sick. Um, uh, Angelo's mother gives him food and some money to give to his mom so that they can, like, you know, afford to live and stuff when it's he leaves. Too real. Yeah, it's a little bit. It was like, oh god, I know, I know people who had to do that. Like, oh, yeah, it was, the feels, the, the feels. feels. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm automatically attached to these boys, like instantly, because what the boys were trying to do was they were trying to put out a uh, lamp, of uh, candle with their fingers without burning themselves. And you just flick your fingers. Yeah. Well, so Angelo was able to do it, but not his friend. And his little brother was just like, oh my god, that's so cool! And his little brother's name is Lucy. Or Luce. Either one. Um, It's not really important, because he's going to be dead soon. Whoops! So Spoilers! It's not much of a spoiler, it's the first episode. (laughs) So... Uh, they're waiting for their their father to come home, and their and their father is my brand. Let me tell you, he's got the swept back hair, the round glasses. I'm just like, ooh. Oh boy. <laughs> Only he had wings. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> um. 
So he's calling for the boys who are hiding in the closet, being like, oh, we're going to, like, surprise Dad or whatever. And it's Angelo's birthday. And then um, some mafia guys come in. And so the kids are just like, oh, it becomes, like, you know, a fun game of hide-and-seek to a real game of, like, hide-and-seek or else you die. Hide and don't get your throat your 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 throat your throat slit. <laughs> yeah, basically, and um, basically the they're telling the father oh, you shouldn't have gotten involved, and this is because you got involved with this mafia instead of this mafia, and so they shoot him in the head. Thankfully, mm. it doesn't show any of this. There's a lot of violence without there being a lot of violence. So there's no gore. But yeah, there's, there's no gore. Like, bang, 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 bang. Yes. I mean, we get okay. the point. Um, and then the mother is begging for the child's life. Uh, his, uh, Angelo's little brother. And he's just like, no, this kid's going to remember us forever. We can't leave him alive. I'm sorry. And she's just like, please. And then gunshots. Mm. And so this little what kid is dead. Yeah. Yeah. They're all dead. Cause, um, Luce, uh, la- ran out at the last second when, uh, his mom got like hit across the face and was just like mother. And so, uh, yeah, they're both dead. Um, mm. and after that, Angelo has managed to get out of the cabinet and is sneaking around and he starts running for it. And the guy with the gun, he's aiming, and it looks like he's having a hard time. He doesn't want to fire, but he fires anyways. But obviously, he's too far away, and the guns are, like, old. This is, like, right. uh, you know, that time period of around the same time that Bacchino takes place in. So so they're still rifling to him. It's just, they ain't, they ain't a nine mil. Nope. Okay. So then seven years later... We uh, see him get off a train, and his best friend, the one who um, was getting money like for his mom or whatever, um, he makes alcohol during Prohibition. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. He's making moonshine. Um, and Angelo shows up after seven years, and he's just like, where have you been all this time? And he's just like, it's not important. I go by a different name now. Which He didn't didn't start by saying, my parents are dead. Well, he kind of knew that. (laughs) Okay. We do get a short scene where, like, little Angelo goes to his house and is just like, oh, my God. But it doesn't last long, and it's thankfully not too whiny. We just get... Does he discover his Batman suit? No. (laughs) Um, and so they decide that Angelo and his friend are going to go and sell this moonshine to, like, you know, speakeasies. Oh, uh, that's not tied to the mafia at all. No, not at all. It is absolutely tied to the mafia, but a different mafia. The good mafia. Yes, and, but so what we're quickly learning throughout this, because there's another fight scene where this uh, guy from this family b- breaks in. And it's just like, he's crazy. He's got like a goatee and everything. Uh, did you ever watch El Dorado? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Disney movie. He looks like... um, Like the blonde one? Yeah, like the blonde one. 
<laughs> the blonde one who pulls out the loot. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he's um, shooting everything up. And uh, they eventually take him down by throwing alcohol all around him and then lighting him on fire. Well, then. Yes. That is, uh, that was pleasant. Yeah, and so then we find out the reason why Angelo is back is because he wanted to get in the good, like, uh, graces of this one particular guy who was going to be there, who was a part of the family that killed his family. Oh, a revenge story. Yep, it's a revenge story. And I highly fucking recommend it. It's so, it, so far it's so good. I'm so, like, uh, the characters are endearing. I feel already connected to them. I want them to be happy. Is it the same style as Picano? Yeah, it kind of is. is that what you, okay. I think it might huh. be the same person, to be honest, because... You mean the same, the same studio? Yeah, the same studio. Or, or like the same author? Yeah, because um, Angelo's best friend kind of reminds me a little of uh, what's um Maria's boyfriend's name? Isaac. Isaac. Yeah. Hey, Isaac. Yeah, he looks he looks a little bit like Isaac, at least in the face. So yeah, I, I'm definitely gonna be watching more Ninety One Days. 91 days. I don't see any 91 days by the original writer of Picano. Um and he was the writer of the of that as well. Maybe it's just brain space. Maybe. Are doing the are doing it. Let me just check here. Said ninety nine nights, ninety one days, or ninety one days. No, they're not doing it either. Hmm, huh. That's weird. Well, either way, related to Picano or not, go watch it. All right. So cool. All right, my next preview is of Taboo Tattoo. I remember when this was a manga, and Tim and Welltall reviewed 2009. it. Two thousand and nine. That was when the first volume came out. They reviewed it like um, two years ago, I think, because I was sitting. Um, uh, I because they did uh, Abnormal K Joshi in the exact same episode. Oh, that was that's such a good manga. Mm, such a good manga. I really wish there would be more of it. So good. I love it when the, the stabby girl kills the teacher. Oh, yeah, so cool. that was so great. It was like, he came out as this bad guy, and I was like, oh no, he's going to be this main protagonist. It's going to drag on. He's going to rape little girls, and he does, and he kills them. But then, all right, for all of our listeners right now, um, Rio can't get her recording to record anymore, so GarageBand is not working for her. So, Taboo Tattoo. What was I going on about? Um, oh right, Abnormal Keijoshi So if, if you hear me talking to myself That's actually real on the other end um, So uh, Such such a good series And it kind of got a little weird oh. Now at the end Because they're talking about the sword all the time And I'm really not sure what they're going to go on about With this dumb sword That he's trying to get so he can give it to one of the girls But it's pretty good Well 
here's Taboo Tattoo. It ain't no abnormal Keijoshi. It's a bit more goofy than that, but it's also more, it's also serious, but it's also goofy. We start the first episode of Taboo Tattoo with our character Justice uh, Akats Akatsuka. Akatsuka. Yeah, Justice, I know. His father was a cop, apparently, or something like that. Or his 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 parents were cops, or and, and he was their first child, or something like that, and so they named him Justice. He goes by the nickname uh, Segi. So Segi is helping out this old dude who got beat up by this group and he takes down this group and uh because he learned martial arts by his grandfather and he is like are you okay old man he's like yeah uh, thanks for helping me here i need to give you something in exchange for helping me here, have this mysterious stone tablet thing that is going to hurt your hand a little bit and give you a really weird-looking tattoo on your palm of your hand, and uh, you won't question it at all. Because that's exactly what happens. Because the old man pulls out a little stone glass tablet out of his bag, and he hands it to uh, Seiji after, or Seiji after pulling off some, like, sticky tape on it or something, and it burns a emblem into his hand... And uh, he's like, what, what is this? And that hurt. And we cut to uh, him going to school. And his, uh, yeah, school, because he's in high school, if you couldn't tell. And he has a, to he has a childhood friend who is clearly in love with him and very developed for her age. Yep, she's like, you know, her name's Toka, and she's like, come on, come on, hurry up, and he's like, alright, I'm coming, he's got the bread in his mouth, and he's running, and all of a sudden, this blue, this white-haired girl walks out of the alley, and he's like, move, get out of the way, and she just looks at his direction, and she palms him in the chest, like, full-on, like, what? And it's like, it's like this super violent thing, he flips in the air, he lands on his face, and skids across the ground she's like huh? and she like she snaps out of it and she's like oops and she's like yeah i'm sorry about that i <laughs> you know you really shouldn't yell at people like that you're running at them it's it's not good and she goes to help him up and she touches his tattoo hand and stack electricity and she's like huh what is this and then he's at school and, of course, we learn that the childhood friend has a girl boner for him, and she obviously wants him. Um, but uh, he either doesn't notice or, you know, doesn't care yet, but he treats her with, you know, mild, like, oh, you're my childhood friend, I don't know that you like me at all. You're kind of like my wife, though, because you cook and you clean for me and you do everything around the house, and... Yeah. Exactly. So... Um, so she, or, well, the day goes by and she's like, well, what do you want me to bake or cook for you? And he's like, uh, how about some of this, uh, European tofu stuff? And she tries to learn it. And in the meantime, the yellow, the white haired girl, I keep changing her hair color. White haired girl runs up and is like, Hey, cause he's outside the supermarket. I remember you takes his phone and runs off. He chases her. Yeah. He chases her away. 
or he chases her down. She ends up in a conveniently placed uh, dark warehouse where she then fights him and he holds out pretty well. You know, he's martial arts, her martial arts. And but she gets the upper hand because she. uh, She just like starts kicking his ass to the point, you know, like beating him up, punching him in the ribs, break a, break a hand here, break this, you know, that kind of stuff. But clearly, he is suffering some broken ribs. And just as she goes to stab him in the head, because she pulls out her knife and jumps in the air to land a blow on his head, she snaps out of it again, even though he's, like, you know, gasping for air and bleeding everywhere. And, and, and she's like, oops, I got a little involved in it. Sorry. Yeah, and so the next day he goes to school and he just said, like, I got beat up at the dojo because later that night he was explained to his grandfather, like, who teaches him martial arts that he lost to a thief because that's what he calls her. And the grandfather's like, I can't believe you lost to a thief. You're not strong enough yet. And he starts training him again late at night. And what we learn uh, is that this girl... The white-haired girl's name is Bluse Izzy Fruse. So Bluse Fruse. Very fun name to say, Bluse Fruse. And she is much older than she looks because these tattoos, she has one as well, if you couldn't guess already, that they impose a restriction on your body. Something will happen when you get a tattoo. And her restriction is she stopped aging. So she got a tattoo when she was a kid, and she hasn't aged since. Apparently, she's much older than this other man, uh, Tom Shredfield, or Sh- yeah, Shredfield, who uh, works with Izzy, and they're both from the U.S. Uh, Army, apparently, and they're trying to cl- uh, collect these tattoos uh, because these tattoos are ancient powers that you know they they kill people, that kind of stuff. Power, you know, that's basically it. It's, you know, U.S. Army, power, you know, you get the gist of it. And so, he is uh, discussing with them about becoming a uh, part of their little gang because they're like, why don't you join us? You know, otherwise we're going to have to cut off your arm. And potentially that might not be enough because we'll definitely need a piece of you to go back with us if you don't come with us. And then she transfers into his school. Yay, transfer student. And she, of course, ruins his first or her first day there by like, you know, they're like, oh, you know, uh, you know, you know, Segi, how do you know him? And she's like, well, let me just say it's not your kind of normal relationship as she wraps her arms around his neck. And of course, all the guys pick him up and throw him out into the pool. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're a little upset that the new hot girl that came to school is already pining for uh, one of the characters already. In fact, they even kind of break the fourth wall. They're like, protagonists like you should be swimming in the ocean, huh? So, he ends up fighting another tattoo user at the end of it and activating his tattoo. And these tattoos are activated with certain triggers. Her trigger is chalk. So, she grabs a piece of chalk, she triggers it, she can control wind. Well, she has, like, compressed air bullets, basically, or bombs. He, his trigger, find, come to find out, is blood. Because he gets blood on his hand, and it gets absorbed into the tattoo, and he is the void maker. 
And apparently, yeah, this is a very powerful tattoo that they've been looking for for a long time that they could never find a compatible person with because it would always consume the person that it was put on. And so the Void Maker can literally create voids. So, yeah, not like that where he sucks things into his hand, but more like he creates a spherical void of nothingness that can just literally bypass any defense it just goes there and it cuts out whatever was there and takes it someplace else so i can't really think of something that can really give you an idea of this but it's just like it's like things that is like oh there was a really there was a character in jojo's bizarre adventure the second arc of stardust crusaders where the yeah there there was this character who like could absorb things into this void and so something that would be there like a wall he would go through it and there'd be a hole in the wall the shape of a circle so this is what this does and he uses it on this big dude that he fights and the big dude's chest basically gets absorbed in the void maker and absorbed and well big dude's dead and the end of it is basically them like so are you going to join? And he's like, all right, I'll join. And that's the end of the first episode. Uh, all we do know about him is that his father's dead because he wasn't strong enough, as the grandfather explains to us. He knows martial arts. He has a tattoo. He has a big-breasted childhood friend who wants the D, but he doesn't either notice or care. There is a lot of, like, really weird moments where it's just like it'll be super serious and then all of a sudden it just cuts to like a really cutesy thing so like like I explained before yeah like I explained before like he'll like she jumped in the air stabbed right next to his head with a knife and then she's like oops sorry my mistake and, you know she's doing that tongue thing where she sticks the tongue out and it's like you know bumping herself on the head so yeah that is a taboo tattoo. I will continue watching it. There is no censorship thus far, which is good. Mm, right, so unfortunately, uh, Rio can't get her garage band to record. Um, hopefully, she didn't lose her. Uh, okay, she still has her recording, but she can't get it to record. So, with that, we will have to end the show here. We'll call this the technical difficulties ending show or something like that. And uh, until next time, keep watching, keep listening, and keep the anime love strong. <laughs>